you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Going in raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Fox, and you're watching Going In Raw. You like that? What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. And you are Going In SmackDown Live. This Ugh. is the glorious one, Bobby Roode and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brendel Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson and available wherever fine podcasts are. If you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it. Yes, please. Make sure you're always getting your new Going In Raw content. We're also available in the audio realm anywhere podcasts can be found. However, we have a fantastic partnership with CastBox. Mm-hmm. Be sure to download CastBox for free to iOS or Android devices. Look up Going In Raw, hit that subscribe button, and then, hey, maybe even leave us a comment. Yes. I had to talk to Graham Maloney today yeah. on Twitter and say, hey, friendo, because he was like, we're on the road to, to 2,000 yeah, comments. I, I said, too. no, 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 no. No more of that. Oh, no. And then he just left the last comment. He said, Graham Maloney will return. I don't know when. I don't know how, but I will return. Oh, goodness. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, and I'll read another one here. Eric Griffiths. Again, his heart is in the right place. Says, the road to 10,000 comments has begun. 10,000? Oh, man. Wow. We got a ways to go before that's going to be a reality. A lot of it's up to Graham Maloney. We don't want that, Graham Maloney. We want legitimacy. Yes. That's what we want. I want yes. real numbers. We don't want to. We don't want to paper our uh, comment section. <laughs> That's right. Uh, a lot of we're also we're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. It's the best way to watch us ad free. If you're watching us on YouTube and you don't have YouTube Premium and you're tired of all these damn ads, we have to run to pay them bills. Well, hey, all you got to do is kick in one dollar a month at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And uh, then you can uh, help you can, us pay our bills that way. You can watch us and you can watch us ad free. All Steven Larson, always. No intro with Undisputed Era. I'm making y'all wait till Monday. Not today, but it, it does exist. Um, oh, yeah, no, it exists. It's, it, it's totally on my computer somewhere. And it's in the cloud. So, like, if, if something, if my computer like gets destroyed, Oh, I totally have it. And I have it, too. It's available. Oh, you have it. Oh, that's right. You have it, too. I have it. You have it. It's triple backed up. It's like, yeah, at least. So we're so, good. We're good. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, thanks to everybody for all the kind words about the Undisputed, inter- uh, undisputed you were, you were Air going interview. going on about how embarrassing it was. And as soon as I saw it, I texted you. I was like, this is, this is fine. It's not bad at all. There's nothing wrong with it. So, it's, okay. So it's I'll, just short. That's I'll, the only thing. I'll mention one thing. I'll mention, uh, well, I'll mention a couple things. Um, and then I'll tell the story behind it, and then we'll get to our review. Because it's NXT 205 Live. Who cares? Who's, you know, people are watching this. Um, if you're watching this show, you're really you're 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 a true friendo. Yeah, you're, you're really way. dedicated WWE's product so, too. So so you're cool. If More we, so than Vince probably is. If, if I give a little experiential piece. Yeah. All right. Means embargo's up, so you can say whatever you want now. So, uh, number one, a lot of people pointed out, and some people speculated that the reason why I was poo-pooing the interview so much is because of this and Kyle O'Reilly. I had my hand on his shoulder, like yeah. the duration, right? The vast majority, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I didn't know that. I didn't realize it. I'm kind of a touchy guy, to be honest with you. Like, if I, if I, not with you, because I know you're weird, but like when I see people or run into them, I can be, I, you know, I do the hand over the shoulder stuff. And I felt comfortable enough immediately with the Undisputed Era to do that, and I didn't even think about it. So that's not the reason. The main reason why... I was so, and, and you, you got it half right, I'll say. You said you're just upset that you had a lack of preparation. I had no idea 
the Undisputed Era was going to be there. I think I already told the story to the patrons, but I'll yeah, tell it to yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. here. The, the the setup was this, and I'm not going to. I won't go into like super detail because it'll take forever. After Steve tells the story, we'll read, we'll, we'll read super chats. Don't yeah. worry, Levi. So, don't worry. Yeah, you'll get it. So um, uh, the deal was this: they they brought us into the performance center, and this will be all in the vlog uh, come Sunday. I think I'm going to put up Sunday. They brought us into the performance center. Um, we got to watch. We got to walk through the gym the performance center gym where the entire roster, well, no, not the entire, like the, 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 the main event was, uh, Alistair was there. Uh, the entire undisputed era was there. Ciampa was there. Gargano was there all just working out. We got to walk through that. So that was awesome. Um, and this is all for the 2k19 stuff. They had all the gaming stations set up where all the rings are in the performance center. So we go through to the, to the actual uh, ring area and it's huge. And you've got everybody in the mid card and tag division, well, everybody in the mid card um, and developmental house show loop were in one of the rings having a big sort of 10 to 15 man scrum. Like, you know, they're all, it was like a battle royal kind of going on. They were just practicing their reps, I guess. Mm -hmm. In another ring, there was the entire women's division. Io Shirai was there, Kyrie was there, every, everybody except for Shayna, who was one of the guests. Mm -hmm. um, in another ring, um, there was a, a, a tag match I think it was War Machine and maybe Lurkin and Birch, maybe. Mm. They were working out a match of some sort. Didn't know exactly what was going on there, but they were working out something. And at that point, when I saw that, I was like, well, no wonder the takeover matches are so good because they literally just have all this time to work things out, to put yeah. these matches together. And to see it happen really, really, really hit me on that. I was like, oh, man, well, no wonder they can't do that on the road um, for like main roster. So uh, they brought us to an empty ring um, where there was like a floor of uh, chairs. And uh, it was like 30 chairs. There was about 30 YouTubers there and, and, and media people like me. So we all sat down and they put on a mini NXT card for us. The first match was Street Profits versus The Mighty. The, I was just front row for an NXT card. So that, that just happened. Street Profits went over. It was so much fun. While the matches were happening, on the other side of the ring was the entire NXT roster lined up watching from the other side. And so I'm just sitting there watching all of them and I was sneaking some pictures. I didn't film any of that stuff. I don't think we were supposed to film any of that stuff. They were kind of vague on what to film, but I always err on the side of like not pissing anybody off. Mm -hmm. I, I snuck some pictures for you though. Yeah. Um, so we got that. We got, uh, after that was Lacey Evans versus Lacey Lane. Lacey Evans went over. And then the final match was Cassius Ono versus Stacey Irwin Jr. Or Irvin Jr. Um, who's like a brand new guy. He was, a, I think, a gymnast of some sort at like Michigan State, I think. Um, and they're really high on him. He's only been at the performance center for like two months. And this was literally his first match. Oh, wow. The kid is good. He's super good. Like super athletic. He can sell like crazy. Like Cassius Ono was doling out, as you know, elbows and kicks. And this kid was just eating everything. And like when he was eating them, everybody in the back, like I was looking at Ciampa and he was marking out big oh, time, cool. which was crazy to see. Um, Otis was hilarious. He was uh, he was sitting there whenever a theme song would come on. He would start doing a dance to it. It was pretty funny. Um, and so uh, all that went down. Uh, then the devs come out and they bring the scheduled interview, the people who were there to be scheduled to do interviews. And it was Cesaro, Carmella, uh, Shinsuke, and Shayna. And so they all come and out. Joe. Uh, no, Joe was later. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, Joe and the Iconic showed up later. Um, so it was those, oh, and Cesaro. So it was those five, they came out and they said, okay, we're gonna, if you look behind you, there's some stations. We're gonna go and uh, view some of the entrances of the people that are here. So everybody turns around and starts doing that. And I'm like, I don't really care about that. I'll get my interviews later. I look behind me and there's like a bunch of stations over on the other side. And at one of the stations was the Undisputed Era. Uh, Cole was sitting down and he was like getting a stick, but he wasn't really playing or anything. And the other two were sort of standing there. And I look and I pull one of the 2K guys over and I'm like, can I just go set up my, my stuff? And he was like, yeah, yeah, of course, go ahead. And I was like, okay. And so I go over there and I'm like, Okay, Steve, this is what you're here for. As long, and my, the only thing that was running through my head was get an intro, get an intro, get an intro. But then I was like, okay, well, you got to do an interview first, right? Yeah. So 
Now, this is a learning moment right here because what I should have done was, okay, take two seconds. But then I noticed like people started to trickle over and I was like, I need to get this now. This has to happen right now. So what I did, I went, I turned on my camera, I hit record and I went over there and I tapped uh, Kyle on the shoulder. I'm obsessed with Kyle's shoulder apparently. And I said, hey guys, would you be cool to do an interview? And they were all like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course, right? This is awesome. Tony Pizza Guy, God bless his soul, because I had this like really tiny crappy tripod. He was like, dude, you want me to hold the camera for you? I was like, yes, you're awesome. So he held the camera for me and, uh, and I just started rambling away. And that's what you saw in the interview, right? And, uh, and then I got them to do the intro at the very end. Uh, I felt great about it, did some other interviews, got back to the hotel. And at that point I was like, wow, I, there were so many questions that I could have asked them that I didn't, that we've talked about endlessly. Oh yeah. How's Bobby Fish doing? When is he coming back? Are you gonna free bird the titles? Kevin Owens, undisputed yay or nay? So there was like a bunch, and then when Adam Cole threw to me that he was like, you know, you're not gonna be laughing when I get the NXT championship. Why my journalistic brain, which well, doesn't you're exist. you're not a journalist, no. Didn't say, whoa, hold on a second. You're saying that you're gonna go for the NXT championship right now? You're not gonna like try to rematch for the North American title? You're not gonna do, like that's your next goal. What's next for Adam Cole is a perfect question. Yeah. So why I didn't get on, and that's just a learning moment. It, it, it's not preparation because I couldn't be prepared for them because I didn't know they were gonna be well, there. Well, that's what I mean. If you knew they were gonna be there, then you could have prepared for them and had those questions ready to go. It was also, it was just a matter of improv. It was like, you know, in the moment when you're doing that, you need to be prepared for anything. And so I could have either texted you, I could have got on the Patreon and said, because everybody on the Patreon is super quick. Yeah. Hey, I got the Undisputed Air in front of me. What questions do you want to ask? And then I could have read their names to the Undisputed Air. Yeah. So there are a number of ways that I could have gone about it. Yeah, the interview isn't like shitty. Um, no, it's fine. It's just a little short. But uh, but yeah, no, I think, I mean, the, the, it's the questions. Like the questions could have been better. And that's the thing. So, uh, so yeah. So anyways. All right, let's get these super chats here. And there's two of them. Levi Spencer. Oh, hey, look, Steve finally took his hand off Kyle O'Reilly's shoulder. It took me a while, but I did eventually. And then Josh Little says, Adam Mayhem is not undisputed. Uh, I should have had them say that as well, but I did not. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, anyways. Apparently, I'm not undisputed either. That's what they said. I don't know what to tell you, man. Yeah. You are not undisputed. Not undisputed, I guess. <clears throat> this forever will be your tag. So anyways, you want to talk about wrestling? Yeah, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> 205 Live. Uh, really good. At both both these episodes yeah, are really good. Yeah, they were good. really both really good shows. Yeah. A couple of killer main events. Yeah. Yeah. And they gave both main events a ton of time. Mm-hmm. Which I'm always in favor of. Let's start from the top. Sorry, I'm just tired. I didn't, two days in a row I haven't slept well. Man, what's up Next with that? Next killing me. There's a lot going on. Man. We got all this stuff we got to get up. I got house stuff deal I'm dealing with there's mm-hmm. just a lot going on okay all right uh well yeah, I'm just saying not it's not an excuse for anything okay I'm just saying sort of like you you provided context for your interview I'm providing context for the reason I'm over here half asleep okay well let's let's truck on <laughs> uh the first match was TJP versus Lince Dorado yeah uh TJP's kind of a prick he lost his character, yeah. He ripped off Lince Dorado's mask in this But match. if you pay attention, he told them he was going to do it before he did it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess he telegraphed it then. Uh, this is a really fun match, though. I mean, it's TJP and Lince Dorado. Of course, it's going to be a fun match. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and Lince, Lince was doling out some chops, man. Yeah. And T- best wrestling. TJP was freaking bleeding at the oh, chest. Oh, yeah, he had a, a, a laceration here. Yeah. Red all across here. That was nasty. Um. And then, yeah, to get the win, TJP ripped off his mask and rolled him I up. I know, that was pretty funny. I mean, it's kind of, that is sort of the, the, the Achilles heel for any uh, luchador if they're not into exposing the facha, is uh, tearing off that mask. Yeah. So good for him. He seemed no remorse either. No, he was, he totally, was totally fine He was with totally it. fine doing that. I had yeah. no idea Lince Dorado had no hair. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I didn't know that either. I always pictured him as being like a really, really fit version of uh, Ulysses. Mm. Because if you look at his mouth, he kind of looks like him. Well, but I can see that. But Ulysses has hair, I think, most of the time. I haven't seen him lately. But, uh, but yeah, Lince Dorado 
so it looks like TJP. And then didn't TJP like steal one of the noisemaker things? Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's his so now. So we're gonna get who's gonna be his tag team he partner got a, now. He got a fight bonus. Who's gonna be his tag team partner now that apparently he's feuding with uh Lucha House Party? Speculate. Yeah, I don't know either. There's nobody obvious, huh? No. Hold, please. Unless they bring somebody up from NXT. I don't even know who they'd bring I up. wonder, I wonder if any, you know. I, I wonder, I wonder if they're even going to bring anybody else in from NXT to 205 Live. It's such a, it feels like it's on, like they have killer matches. But does does it feel to you that the writing's a bit on the wall? Like this move to Wednesdays, which seems to be nobody said that it's temporary, so I imagine it's as permanent as as it could be, um, as sort of a block of you know two hundred five live and NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, I if it doesn't start performing, I really wonder if it's if it's on the way out, or if, or if the budget for it is so low. It could be since they 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 taping along with SmackDown. I mean, mm-hmm. They don't have to hire any additional production crew. They've got to pay them an extra hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Uh, looking at the 205 Live roster, there's really no one. Nobody unaffiliated right unless now. Unless they bring Aria Davari back. To oh, yeah. They were like, yeah. That no, that's going to that's gonna be it. They had those, nobody else. They had those, uh, those uh, little vignettes with him. Remember? Yeah, that's true. Where he was running from authorities. Yeah. He was like running. Though. I like those. Yeah. There's only like two of them. Yeah, he's good. He's really good. Yeah, that's your guy. That's the man. Figured that's literally the only person it could be on this roster. Everybody else is involved in something. I would else. like that. I would like that for him. I think it'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, we had Leo Rush and Drake Maverick backstage. Drake was uh, giving Leo the business about uh, not having his match as scheduled tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, I hope your business with Bob Lashley over on Raw isn't taking you away from your obligations here on 205 Live. Leo Rush brought up uh, I've seen you. I've seen you there doing what you're doing with Authors of Pain. You got your little your army gear on with the Authors of Pain. I can do that too with Bob Lashley. Yeah. Drake Maverick. Drake says, I don't care. Be here. You have your match against. Uh, who's against? No Dar. No Dar. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. Next week. Next week. Uh, and then Leo paused for a second and said, All right. That's good. I'll see you I next know. week. I'll see Noam Dar next week. There's something very disconcerting when Leo Rush acquiesces so soon when he does. He doesn't put up much of a fight, so you're like, oh, God, what's this guy going to do? I know. He's going to do something, man. But then he always does it with a smile, which makes you think, oh, there's, there's way more going on there. Even more. Yeah, even more so. Exactly. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. No, I like, I like that little segment. I like that the two guys that are moonlighting on Raw... Or, or keeping that kayfabe in 205 Live. Yeah. I like that. I was kind of hoping that maybe they'd carry over the storyline a little bit on Raw, have some sort of Bob Lashley AOP situation mm. on Raw. That, that, could be, yeah, that could be good. Like, say, good. Leo keeps no show and matches on 205 Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, then next we had uh, Drake Maverick talk to Mustafa Ali. Um, Mustafa Ali says, it was great to be back, even if it was just a warm-up match. Mm-hmm. Um, give me Hideo Itami. Drake says, I don't know. You know, so soon after uh, uh, injury, after you're hospitalized, I'm just messing with it. You. you get Hideo Itami next week. Yeah, you're that's, trying to swerve him a little bit. It's not a not a great joke to play when you're messing no. with a guy's career. No, like and if he's been medically cleared, then why are you jerking him around, Drake Maverick? Yeah, right. That's the heart of 205 Live right there. It's gonna give him a heart attack. Yeah, uh, Drake Maverick is is. You remember I used to sing his praises as like best. GM. He's obviously distracted by his other commitments. I I don't think he's best GM. I, I'll, be, I'll be honest. With well, Page no, is Page best. is number Page one. Is best GM. But between Regal, Regal's a mess. Regal's like a step above Kurt Angle, to be honest with you, because everything Regal does is based off of his temperament. Everything yeah. he does, yeah. Kurt Angle is just confused all the time. And every one of his interrogation sessions lately ends like this. And who is that dude next to him? That guy, the guy closes his binder up. They've solved. They're getting nowhere. Aren't there police in Orlando? Yes. Isn't there security yes. on campus at yes. Full Sail? 
there's authorities that should be handling this. This should not be Regal's job. No, and he looks exhausted. Well, he always looks that way. <laughs> he always does. Unless he's doing like a women's division contract match. He always looks uh, tickled, you know, because he doesn't have to deal with the dingbat guys, you know. Um, but yeah, <laughs> anyways. Yeah, no, Drake has fallen off for me. Now it's Paige and it's Baron subtly at number two. And even, yeah. even Baron's climbing up. He's he's nipping at Paige's heels. Yeah, Baron surprisingly isn't the least bit inept. No, he's, he's very good at his job. He's pretty capable. I mean, he puts himself first, but he's a heel GM, so he's yeah, supposed to do that. but he put himself first in a wildly entertaining match. Yeah. So I'm fine with that. Yeah, I have a problem with that. No, Baron's a great... But Paige so far, far and away. Oh, dude. Excellent at her job in basically yeah. every capacity. Look at how great SmackDown is. It's all because of Paige. Yeah. Kayfabe. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, next week we get Mustafa Ali versus Adeo Atani. As well as Leo Rush versus Noam Dar. Should be another awesome episode. Yeah. Uh, and then we had our main event. That was it. And then we had our main event. So yeah. It was like, Only yeah, two matches for the whole tons night. Tons of time so for this main event. about a half hour for the main event. Yeah. And uh, they packed a lot in. Um, yeah, they did. Early on, Cedric was trying to compete with Drew. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. Some kind of map based stuff. He had the upper hand pretty early, though. Mm -hmm. Cedric did. Um, and it wasn't until, uh, oh, or, well, like Jack Gallagher and Brian Kendrick try and get involved a little bit on the outside. At one point, Brian Kendrick tripped up Cedric. Uh, the ref, Danilo the ref, saw it, kicked Kendrick and Gallagher out of the ringside area. That, there's, nothing, there's nothing better than a ref, especially Danilo the way he did it. You? And you. But they took two steps back. Winds up. Out of here. You're out of oh, here. Oh, that's so satisfying. It's very satisfying. I'd like to kick somebody out of a place at some point. That's how I would do it. You tried that you? with it. You tried that without a mayhem. It didn't work. He was never here for me to do that. Oh, yeah. During the first episode. Yeah, I should have gone you. But then you're there making it all awkward, interfering with my authority. You have no authority. You. I have 50% authority. That's the problem is that you have the other 50%. No, that's, that's good. You. So you don't abuse your power. Out of here. Because you you would. Here. If you weren't here, I'd have had a hundred percent, and then I'd have been like you. See, I'm like the page, right and and you're like the Kurt Angle. In terms of the operational stuff, I no, you're no, no I'll I'll accept Kurt Angle for sure because I'm confused half the time. I think I'm going crazy. You're the most William Regal person there is in terms of GMs. Are you kidding me? You come up yesterday. in here with your you literally. Said today, I'm so tired. Yeah, I am tired. I'm so exactly. So how was that just yesterday? That's literally just well, happened ten minutes ago. Yesterday too. All right, William Regal. All right, that's a compliment. I would love to be no, referred yeah, still, to as William still Regal. Improvement over, over Kurt Angle's job performance, the GM of Raw. I mean, you're better than uh, Drake Maverick. Yeah, so that's good. That's good. Good for you. Anyways, uh, so yeah. Steve's dream job is umpire. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, there's this great spot, which was gift endlessly on Twitter or shared endlessly on Twitter, where Cedric tries to suplex Drew Gulak out of the ring onto the floor. Drew lands on his feet I'm on getting, the floor. I'm sorry. I'm getting so much shit from the shoulder thing. Warren Watkins. I don't know if Steve would kick someone out, but I bet it would involve his hand resting on their shoulder. Oh, God. It's going to be a thing now. Yep. Uh, but Drew lands on his feet on the floor. And, like, Cedric just kind of rolls over him. So he lands on his feet as well. It was cartoonish is what it was. And then, then he suplexes Drew on the floor. The balance showed by both of them. Incredible. I wanted to see them continue the... Just over and over and over, all the way to, up the ramp the back. backstage. Yeah, yeah exactly, yes, to exactly. the back. That could have been pretty entertaining. Yeah. Um, Ashen gets back inside the ring after a little bit. Uh, Drew sinks in the gulag. And this is when uh, things kind of change a little bit. Drew kind of gains the upper hand. However, Cedric gets to the ropes, does not tap out. Yeah. Drew had uh, the gulak on three times, thrice. Yeah. Twice on the mat, once on the ropes. Could not get Cedric to tap. And Cedric wouldn't pass out. Um, at one point, uh, Drew went to the top rope. Yeah. He ain't lying. He's high flying. Yeah, this was great. Um, and, seems, the, and commentary made a huge deal about it. Yeah. Well, he made a deal about it, too, when he got in the top of the rope. He didn't do the thing where he used to, where he used to climb up there and have his knees shake. Yeah, no, he didn't do he that. He got up there with confidence, but still at the same time looked around a bit. Yeah. To kind of gauge the 
acceptance level of the audience. It, you, yeah, that's what it was. That's what I loved about it. It wasn't that he was freaked out, so his knee started going. It was I'm totally being a hypocrite right now, but I really want that title. I yeah. loved that. Yeah, I loved that so much. So he hits like a shoulder tackle. Um, Cedric, I thought Cedric was like trying to reverse it into a Spanish fly. His cell. Yeah, I know. I know. His cell. It, yeah. He just flipped in the air. Yeah. Um, but he kicks out at two. Again, another gulak attempt from Drew. Cedric uh, muscles out of it. And the finish saw uh, Cedric hit his back elbow, follow that up with a lumbar check. He muscled Drew up. That was, yeah, that was, uh, I don't know if it was, they were just going too long and Drew was, I, it seemed more mistiming because, yeah. you know, when both guys go up, it seemed like he went up as Drew, as he was going up, Drew was going down to go up. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it just yeah, seemed, yeah. But yeah, he didn't care. He muscled him up for one of the more visceral looking yeah, yeah. lumbar checks. Uh, and got the win. Bummed out. I am bummed out. It was look. It was a terrific match. I think the fact that Drew compromised his own principles to go high, it would have been great for him to have won the title. And there's kind of a story for you as well. Where's the whiteboard marker? You have it over there. No. Anyways, disregard all this. No. Not yeah. Happening. Yeah. Not happening. Buddy Murphy versus Cedric. Super showdown. That's happening. Anyways, continue. You're you're upset that Drew lost. Well, I think he's. I, I think it's time for there to be a bit of intrigue behind the title. Buddy Murphy's not taking that off. I'd be super surprised if we took that at Super Showdown. I'd be like supremely surprised. Um, yeah, no, man. I think Drew is the best thing going in 205 Live right now. Um, I say that even being a huge fan of Leo Rush, I think that Drew Gulak is the best thing to be going on in 205 Live right now. Makes perfect sense for him to be on Raw anyways, um, which apparently, according to... Uh, cage Side Seats. Cage Side Seats, thank I you. Um, was there was no, nothing... No, it was something else. It was on Ringside News, I saw it, but I don't remember their source. Um, in any event, according to one of the dirt sheets, uh, Drew Gulak showing up on Raw was nothing more than just an extra body that was available, mm-hmm. um, which is a drag, because I think he's great. I think he's the best thing going right now uh, on 205 Live. Um, and I think it would be amazing for him to pick that. I think it would have done so much for that scene to have Drew get that title, to have Cedric have to do some soul searching. Um, I don't think you need a dominant, dominant champion right now, especially given that I don't know if Leo Rush is even going to be going after that title because I think I think they probably realize if if they didn't before, they do now after his appearance on Raw. That's the priority for Leo Rush, because getting that entire crowd to gasp like that—that's where the money is. So I'm not sure how much longer he's going to be on 205 Live. I could be completely wrong about that. I think it'd be if they if they if they want 205 Live to succeed at all, Leo Rush is going to be a major component of that. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: after all the upheaval um, on 205 Live before Triple H took over. You know, the the ascendance of Enzo as top yeah. guy on 205 Live. Maybe in Triple H's mind, he's like, I want stability. I want someone I know I can build my show around. Um, and, and with that, he decided, okay, I want someone to hold this title for a while. Mm-hmm. Because this, this it, it makes your show inherently more stable. There's not a whole lot of stuff. You can build storylines around this one central figure. And he can carry the belt. And build him up so whenever he does lose the belt, it's a huge event. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm guessing they're doing with Cedric. Uh, you can count on Cedric to put on awesome matches. Um, whether he's not given a lot to work with character-wise or he's not bringing a whole lot to the table, nonetheless, he's he's he, he he's not he's not going to stall any momentum yeah. based on what he's doing on the mic. Yeah. Um, and I think his in-ring performance makes up for a lot of that, anyways. Especially in a show like 205 Live, where it's 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 not as character focused as sure. say Raw is, um, that would be my speculation. I wouldn't be surprised if he held that belt for the for one whole year. Mm-hmm. Doesn't drop until Mania. Mm-hmm. You're probably right. That probably is the way they're going. Um, I mean, they have their foundational pieces. They have Cedric. They have Mustafa Ali. They have. Drew Gulak now. They, they don't have anybody else in the realm of Drew Gulak that could come close to being legitimate enough to take on. Not right now, no. They no. don't. And I think extend, and while you're building up, if they're going to go in the direction of Leo Rush, 
while you're building up Leo Rush, while you're building up, uh, I mean, I guess maybe Mustafa is another challenger down the line at Mania, maybe pass it on to the heart, maybe. I don't know. Um, while you're building up other people, I think it would behoove them to to have a feud with Drew Gulak, a, a guy who you can also count on for stability. Um, I mean, Cedric is great. He's absolutely fantastic. Um, I just think that it wouldn't harm Cedric at all to get into a thing where he drops the title because it's it, here's the thing. It's been a while. It has been a while. You've, you've five months, five and a half you've, months. You've achieved that stability. Um, so uh, that would have been huge. But, you know, it, I'm not going to argue with having just a stellar, clean finish match. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to argue with that at all. I just hope. It's more we got in the main event for NXT. Because here's also kind of. <laughs> yeah. Because here's also kind of the thing is that I guess you can now. what Like, what's next for Drew? What what do you, what do you think is next for Drew? I mean, it's got to be Mustafa Ali after he's done with Hideo Itami. Because I mean, who else is who else really is there? There are no other top faces on Two Hundred Five Live beyond Mustafa Ali. They, they more or less dispatched of Akira Tozawa. He's not even on TV anymore. Maybe after Noam Dar is done with Leo Rush. Maybe. Yeah, that could be. I don't know who else though. We've seen Drew and Mustafa Ali a lot, though. You have. I know. So, I know. And that's sort of my point, you know. So I don't know if they're going to go back to that, how they're going to keep it fresh in any way. I don't know. You know, one thing I'm thoroughly convinced of, though, is that they're, Johnny Gargano was never going to sniff 205 Live. Yeah. I, I, I used to think, oh, he'd be a fit there. But the way they've they've handled him over the past couple months, he's going to main roster. Mm-hmm. They don't give a shit how small he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thoroughly believe that one. Oh yes, oh yes. But I don't. But but then you know who who else in NXT? Who is in NXT that could go? That's going to go to two hundred five live, or are they going to bring in cruiserweights directly from the international scene? Yeah, I don't know. You know, and I, I wouldn't be surprised they're kind of taking a wait and see approach until that could be. Yeah, I wonder if they have like a time frame. I mean, Ricochet is not going to go to two hundred five no, live. Oh no. no. Only Lorcan maybe. Boy, that yeah, but that's like a that's a hand. That's not a title guy. Yeah, no, that's pretty much it. Yeah, speeded era. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was it was a great match, clean finish. I'm fine with that. Oh yeah. And then uh, they uh, turned to an interview with uh, Buddy Murphy and said, "Buddy, uh, so it's set. You versus Cedric, Super Showdown. What are your thoughts?" I totally forgot what he said. What did he say? No, he kind of said it's my hometown, Melbourne. Melbourne, Australia. <laughs> um, I'm gonna win from my hometown. Pretty much it. Yeah. Pretty much it. Pretty, 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 pretty much it. Next NXT show kicked off with tag match. They uh, uh, set the stage for last week. Dakota Kai and Deanna Parasso taking on Aaliyah and Lacey Evans. They gave this match a lot of time, mm-hmm. and I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I thought it was very good. That was very, very good. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Lacey Evans is fantastic. Oli is really getting comfortable in her new heel persona. Uh, yeah. Character-wise. Yeah. Deanna Parazzo is really good. Oh, she's Dakota awesome. Kai yeah. really good. Yeah. So it looks like Dakota Kai is going to be going to the... Oh, okay. So has, this, has it been a while that Pete Dunn's been in the NXT intro? I just noticed him for the first time. <laughs> I'm sure it's probably been weeks. I don't know. I just don't pay attention, but this is the first time I was like, oh, cool. Oh, neat. Peter Dune is there. Peter Dune is there. Very happy about that. He was totally in the intro. I was very happy. Um, But Dakota Kai was uh, involved in some of the NXT. UK stuff. Yeah. Yeah, she's been advertised for that as well. It's like she's in the graphics and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, So that's cool. Um, Yeah, no, uh, she's great. Deanna Parazzo is great. I don't know. I'm not sure how long Aaliyah is going to be around. It wouldn't surprise me if she got the the big release at some point, though. I just don't know what what possible role could they have for her, given how know. stacked that division is. Like know. That division, if any division needs a tag or a mid-belt, it's that. Mm-hmm. There is Dave saying. And then a ton of death, especially after this second May on Classic. The second May on Classic. If they sign Mia Yim, if they sign, you know, guy whoever, whoever else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. 
uh, anyways, any, any uh, event, the heels went over here. Yeah, Lacey Evans hit uh, Dakota Kai with the woman's right. All sorts of shenanigans, though. Yeah, it was really well booked. Yeah, it was. Matches yeah, was really well booked. Ton yeah. of time, but the pace never let up. Yeah. No, the shenanigans were great. Though. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a Velveteen Dream press conference. Um, he was talking about uh, his match at Takeover. And they asked what's next, and then someone asked him about uh, the, the Alistair. The Who Done It? Yeah, the Alistair Black attack, and he says, "Why? Are you, why are you here with the Dream?" And you ask him about that. Yeah. He said that has nothing to do with the Dream. Mm-hmm. He, said, he said, "Why do you have a Velveteen Dream interview and you mention somebody else's name or something mm-hmm. like that?" And then he stormed off. Uh, after that, we had uh, episode one of season two of the Street Profits mini show. Yeah. I forget. What is it called? Do they have a name for it? I don't remember. How great. I mean, that was Bianca behind the camera, right? I guess so. <laughs> I would think so. But I thought this was pretty good. I thought this was great. Because they're actually giving, they're, they're finally giving some depth to the Street Profits. A little bit. Yeah. It was a little bit. Yeah. It wasn't them. It, it wasn't them. I liked that they were playing some night ball. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. that. I appreciate that, and I appreciate that, that Montez Ford was asked about uh, was the mighty took his chains. Yeah, and and he was asked like, why is that a deal? And he says, yeah. those aren't just chains; they're, they're a symbol of the of you know what I've had to do to get here. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, that was good. That was right? really good. Yeah. yeah. And then there was like a flash of lightning in the background. I was yeah. like, I was like, ooh, I was like, was that the night? I was there because there was so much lightning. Oh, really? I think that just happens there. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's not coincidental. No. It's not just me being there. Um, but no, I, you know, I, I really liked it. I liked that it was like sort of at, at, at when it was darker at night. Yeah, yeah. Like, so that's good. like they were trying to add some dimension to, to, to their characters. It wasn't just them like bugging people on the street awkwardly. And <laughs> no, it was, it, was, it was serious for me. I liked was it. in the camera. Yeah, intense. Intense. I thought it was very, very good. Yeah, it was good. And everything she Montez Bianca, I think it was Bianca. It, it probably be was. And everything Montez said, I was like, oh, okay. That, this all makes this is great. She said, it's all really good stuff, really good material really, for them to work with. We just came back from playing basketball and said, who won? And then they didn't say. No, they kind of laughed. They laughed it off. And you then guys the question, know who won? And the question about his, mm-hmm. his necklace. Uh, then we had an actual, on the other side, we had a Bianca Belair interview. Uh, they interviewed her after her match with Nikki uh, Cross. Yeah. I, I freaking, I love Bianca Belair. She's fantastic. The amount of attitude is so great. It's so great. Even uh, just her saying, oh, Nikki Cross, she's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And just like the end I, when she's I, saying. I felt it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I felt but it. But also at the end when she's saying the unde- undefeated thing. Yeah. It was both with some arrogance, mm-hmm. but also with the realization that Nikki Cross probably wasn't done with her. Yeah. And so there was a bit of hesitation in, in being so braggadocious about it. Yeah. Knowing that if she comes, she catches Nikki Cross at, for Bianca's point, the wrong moment, that her she'll be undefeated no more. Mm-hmm. Again, depth. Yeah. I and, like when there's depth. And it just came off as legit. You mm-hmm. know, it wasn't playing around. Mm-mm. I liked it a lot. Uh, NWO Sammy Guevara came out next. Humberto Carrillo versus Jackson... Riker, Gunner, 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 Gunner's such a great name. It is. Why wouldn't they have just gone? This is a ter- this is a terrible name. It's awful. It's an awful look. And I'm a big fan of Star Trek. Commander Riker it doesn't matter. Spelled differently. Anyway. There's one Commander Riker. Is it? I thought Riker was with a Y. No, it's with an I. I'm always confused about that. Hold on. Pretty sure it's an it's R I K E R. Commander Riker. Oh yeah, look at that. It's with an I. I thought I'd, I thought okay maybe I always try with a Y and then I'm corrected with an I. Anyways, um, yeah. Uh, what do you think about Gunner? I mean, he looks great. He's got a great look to him. Let me ask you something. He looks like Buff Eric Young. What? Well, I was gonna say this is: <laughs> Am I NWO Jackson Riker, or is Jackson Riker NWO Larson? Because when he after the match, when after he won. And he's all intense. Yeah. I was watching it. And then that last night after I finished, I was in brushing my teeth and looked in the mirror. I was like, oh my gosh, we had the same hairline. <laughs> you should try to grow it out. No. Uh, the beard is similar length. Yeah. Okay. We're approaching yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm like, there's a bit of resemblance. Your Who's the NWO yeah. version of the other one? I mean, I'm nowhere near as jacked as he is. Not even close. He's like. Who, who's more well known? Kind of a toss-up, right? Be, might be Gunner. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. 
I, you're, I think you're older. So he came second. So he's NWO Larson. That doesn't matter. I mean, isn't it Steve Cutler? That was Steve Cutler. Hey, wait a second. He hangs out with Steve Cutler, though. <laughs> or was Steve Cutler NWO me? No, that was Skyler and Hollis. Hollis. Yeah. I was Hollis. I think so. Oh, no. He's nowhere to be found. So no. there's two NWO Larsons on the same team. Yeah, I know. That's a little disconcerting. Yeah. Too many Larsons. Anyways. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm willing to, dude. I'll, I'll, so I'm willing to give him a shot. I totally. It's am. hard to tell really what he has when he's involved in a squash match where his whole uh, strategy is just to overpower somebody. Um, right. Yeah. You can't really tell what kind of wrestling abilities beyond clubbing blow power move exist when it's a squash match when he does move this is like me playing 2k scowls towards camera that's what it kind of was yeah it was just clubbing blow power move clubbing blow power yeah. move yeah and then curious as to why he's not jumping out of the ring oh he's i didn't make him a high flyer that's a bummer yeah um the proof will be in the pudding. I mean, do we need another? Look, I, I understand that the Forgotten Sons, I get the gimmick, is their vets, which yeah, is, yeah. is interesting. Yeah. They just look like sanity. Superficially, they come off like just sanity left, and then they came That's in. That's true. That's totally superficial. Yeah. Because they've got the grungy gear, the vests, the, beard. the dudes with beards. And so it's superficially, it's just like generic, it's NWO sanity. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, isn't he just NWO Eric Young at that point? Yeah, that's true. Which is kind of you anyways. Um, I guess my concern is this. There's so many, and maybe, the, maybe not the tag division, I guess, but like there's so much talent being signed that if you're not the cream of the crop, then what, where are you going to fit in? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Keith Lee and Matt Riddle on the way. But I guess, I don't know, after Mania, if which is still five months away, six months away. Um, oh, six and a half. If Undisputed Era go up, if... I mean, Pete Dunn's got to go somewhere at some point. I think so. I just, yeah, I agree. I don't know what kind of niche they're going to be able to carve for themselves. In right, yeah. It seems like they could be another act, especially in the tag division that kind of gets lost in the shuffle mm-hmm. and is put in with heavy machinery, mm-hmm. street profits, the mighty, the kind of mid-lower card of the tag division. Yeah. They just all fight each other, trade wins and losses, but no one's ever really built up into anything. We are getting, I mean, dude, we're getting to the point where we're going to, it's going to be very obvious within the next six months WWE is going to have to figure out something, what to do with all these people, with mm-hmm. all this talent. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to let go of some, you know, some pressure off of a main roster. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Or just instead of NXT, like international, just start doing NXT mid South. Yeah. NXT West coast, Pacific coast. Yeah. Pacific coast. That'd be cool. Uh, next we had Candice LeRae in Regal's office. Um, she was asking what she may have known about the Alistair Black attack. She needs to keep to the facts because he was like, where was Johnny Gargano? Well, that was more factual. She was no, like, but yeah, no, she, yeah, yeah. But then she was starting to snitch on somebody she had no info about. Well, she said, well, here, look at what happened. Trying to point attack from finger. behind, vicious, opportunistic. And she says that fits the MO of one Tommaso Ciampa. Well, she said, who does that remind you of? And yeah. He's like, We've already talked to Maso Champa, and there's no evidence to suggest of any wrongdoing. You can leave now, Candace. <laughs> and then the dude was next to him. What is that guy? Who is that guy? I don't know. Should be Matt Bloom sitting there. Should be Jeremy Borash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish it was. Oh, I wish it was. That'd be great. It would be great. Jeremy Borash. Uh, after that, we had a pretty extensive Ricochet Pete Dunn video recap package. They managed to get a pretty lengthy package over a few that's been building up over two weeks. <laughs> you know? Yeah, know no, they did. No, longer, they, no, they did. You're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. They made it seem like this has been a slow burn feud that's been going on for at least eight months. And it's built up over episodes I haven't seen because it's been the episodes that I've been gone for. Oh, yeah. I need to catch up on those. Um but yeah, and they, I mean, they, they were kind of overselling the champion versus champion aspect of things. They're, oh, biggest match in W in NXT history, champion versus champion. 
if anybody thought for a second that an actual championship was going to change hands here, <laughs> then they don't know wrestling very well. That being said, let me ask you something, dude. What? Oh, well, before that, so yeah, it was a recap. Then we got a, that Keith Lee video that was package good. again. I can listen to that dude talk. He's got a great long. voice. If, when I die, can you see if uh, Keith Lee will do my uh, eulogy? You eulogy? Okay. Steve here was a wonderful man, bask in his glory. And then what I want to have happen is a spring load at that point when he says bask in Steve glory, spring loaded casket. You go like that, it goes brown, and then like it props me up like Alistair Black. I go, mm. and you just fall out. <laughs> right. Everybody freaks out, okay. screams, and runs. All right. You're pretty much giving your last will right here. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, this is legal. All right. And then Alabama's just like, oh, dad, you're you've, you're always just a clown. Yeah. You know, one last disappointment for my family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> dead Steve bloated. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then like a little speaker, Steve here. <laughs> oh, it's dark. Uh, it Anyways, main event, Ricochet, Pete Dunn. So, let no, okay, now I'll ask you, was this a waste of a match? Should this have been a real takeover thing where a title changed hands and how Well, cool a title wasn't going to change hands. No, I know. Regardless, this match is on NXT TV or a takeover. They're, Pete Dunne's only going to lose the United Kingdom title to somebody who's going to be in the United Kingdom division. Right. And as so long as Pete Dunne is mood lighting between NXT and the United Kingdom division, he is not going to pick up the North no, American title. I get that. I totally understand that. It's not the question. The meat of this match was so good. Yeah. It was so good. Mm -hmm. It was deserving of a match with a clean finish. I agree. But based on the, 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 the context in which the match was taking, a clean finish was impossible. Because neither of them are going to lose that. They're going to build. I know. I mean, this. The, okay. Okay. Then I'll reframe it this way. All right. They should have saved this match. Number one, Pete, Pete Dunne needs to ditch that UK title. Yeah, probably should. You've been the longest reigning champion. He's, you, it's been like a Lesnar-esque reign for Pete Dunne, yeah. except with really good matches. Yeah. Because he's, he's not given the opportunity to defend it that often. It's just not. It's fine. Whatever. It is what it is. Um, he needs to drop that damn UK title. At the next takeover, then you have this match where he either wins North American Championship or Ricochet puts him down like a dog. Um, but this match clearly was off the charts. Amazing. I've never seen. So we've seen, especially like in two Oh five live with drew Gulak, right? Mm -hmm. The match where the, the mat specialist tries to ground the high flyer. Mm -hmm. This was the, the best version of that story I have ever seen. There were moments when Pete Dunn literally was trying to flatten Ricochet on the ground. That's it wasn't just let's get him in a bunch of knots, which he did. It was I want you're not even it's not just that you're not high flying. Not you are literally feet. going to be sandwiched to the ground. This was the best example of that story I've ever seen. And it was the, so good. Kind of the, the opposite side of that coin is the, the story where someone like a high flyer is forced to alter their style mm -hmm. to adapt their style. Uh, maybe adopt the style of their opponent and Ricochet handled that more than capably. Oh, yeah. He's a really good Matt wrestler. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of sequences where, where both of them were doing moves and counter moves and Ricochet was trying to work limbs mm -hmm. like Pete Dunne was. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, in the end, Ricochet had to go back to the, the athletic high-flying stuff. Yeah. That's his bread and butter. Yeah. Um, but no, he more than held his own. And the ground based stuff. You're not going to beat the Warriors shooting threes. No. You know what I mean? That's no. their game. You have to come at them with well, your Well, actually, game. the Rockets were, if Chris Paul hadn't got hurt, they might have beat the Warriors shooting threes. It's Daryl Morey basketball, man. Three and D. Yeah. Well, you know, they didn't, so it didn't because happen. Someone got hurt. But yeah, otherwise they might have. But you never know. I understand your general point, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, if you're the Detroit, if there was a, a time vortex like Daniel Bryan versus Brian Danielson, like we played earlier today, and the Detroit Pistons from 2004, all defense, it's basically all they did, mm -hmm. took on and they tried to defense, out and they, they yeah. tried to out three the war. It's not going to happen. No. So you got to win with what brought you the dance. Rip Hamilton was a good shooter though. He could shoot some threes. Well, yeah, they, yeah. So gotta, was Chauncey. Yeah, you got to have at least one guy. Yeah, on the they're team both who really good shoot shooters. Ball. 
But otherwise, man. Um, anyways, fantastic match. Uh, both of them are down. Undisputed error run out to the ring attack. Both of them. Ref throws a match out. Kind of an underwhelming finish to an otherwise really good match. Storyline-wise, I get it. It makes sense. Um, War Raiders come out, make the save. Undisputed era flees through the crowd. Yeah. Like I said, it makes sense. It just wasn't terribly I, well, satisfying. Yeah, but I guess even 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 if the scrub finish, it, it the scrub finish was simply there to scrub finish. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. If the scrub finish had some, and I think there's probably a way to do it. If the scrub finish had some amount of depth to it, then it 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 would have been a bit more satisfying. I think. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and fantasy book the end of that match. But it was simply undisputed era comes out, stop, you know, and beats up everybody. Matches thrown out. Yeah, yeah. If there was some some other aspect, I mean, they focused on in the in the recap. They focused on you know Ricochet and and Pete Dunne. I even would have been cool if the scrub finish happened between those two. If there mm-hmm. was some sort of DQ between the two of them mm-hmm. that led to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, the, the funny thing is, I know there's other ways to write yourself out of that situation yeah. rather than just doing the obvious, you know, scrub finish. The, the thing that I appreciate about the, the full sale crowd is that nobody in that place thought a title change was going to happen. Oh yeah. And so they all just appreciated what we got. Oh, yeah. And I appreciated yeah, the match here. for what it was. Totally. It's just when you go into it, and I, I had it spoiled for myself anyways because oh, when, same it was, here. when it was going down, I was actually like, oh, my God, are they going to – I'm like, how are they going to get out of this one? And then I was really disappointed. I was like, I, they're, they're, they're usually a bit more creative than that. Just, oh, let's all run out there and match is over. So um, there's a taping tonight too. So if you Ooh. want to avoid spoilers, people, if you want to avoid spoilers. I like spoilers. I can't, I can't wait. I want to know what happens. I'm that way now too. Doesn't bother me. I'm that way now too. But many people aren't. No, I, people I out there. That's fine. Tweets their own. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, before we answer questions, this is something that I, I have neglected for far too long, um, and I feel uh, really bad about it. Um, but at the one dollar level on the Patreon, uh, you get a shout out on the show, and so uh, I'm going to do today the August patrons. And then uh, tomorrow, before questions, I'm going to do the July patrons. The following day, June, and the day after that, well, next week anyways. Um, I'm going to go back. I think I didn't do back to May. It's been an obscenely long amount of time. I remember if we've done it since we've been here. Yeah, we have. Because I had a backlog back then, too. Oh. So anyways, the following... Uh, uh, names are patrons from the month of August, and we want to say thank you. Cake, uh, backstage cake boy Ivan Ramos, non news fanatic Cerberus, Daniel Delora, Thomas Kreitz, the commentator, Dick Trebuchet, which is God, that's a great name. Fantastic name. Welcome to tonight with Dick Trebuchet, tonight's guest. Give me a guess from the 70s, Larson. Oh, man, I didn't say Dick Cavett, but he's the one hosting the show. No, it's Dick Trebuchet's show. Dick Cavett can yeah, be Yeah, no, on I it. just said that. Orson Welles. All right, there you go. Uh, next patron, Tony Sabatino, Joshua Jocelyn, Meet Mr. Blue. Oh, Miss, Mr. Blue 7. Patron, they, they do like their emails different now. Mr. Blue 7, Tim, Philip Clay Medina, Karen Rage. And oh, Karen's back. Karen's not just a moderator. She's a patron, apparently, nice. too. Nice. Thanks, Karen. Uh, Luke Overstreet. That's another great name. That's a great name. Detective Luke Overstreet. Sean Trina. Stias. Sam Bradley. David Herning. Based God. Master of Memes. Blake Whitehouse. Adam Mayhem for Hall of Fame. Yeah. (laughs) Great name. (laughs) That's a terrible name. Great name. Savvy McFly. Jamie Fonseca. Aske Saltoftilund. What date are you on? August uh, August 10th. Okay, you're right. Richard Hull, Christopher Lewis, Cameron Smith, Dominic Watt, Levi Funderburk, uh, Zenaf, Jason Brady, John Chit, Gavin Amabile, Ama, uh, Amabile, fuck, I'm so sorry, Gavin, Amabile, Zach Bennett, Luke Norman, Juan Perry, John Foxworthy, Michael Millard, Dorm Streams. That sounds like a porno thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> Moses D. Harden, Dex Goons, Nathan Cote, John Thornton, Skylar Rexwinkle, Caleb Jones, Mr. Hellking, uh, Aston Shaw, Cayenne Mangan, uh, Junior Herrera, Eric Ferris, Calvin Hoskins, Darren Ojeda, the CM Punk Hoovian, uh, Tony Nelson, Jaden Stefani, Jarrett Wallace Weld, Goku Johnson, Smurf Galway, penultimate Tommy Wiseau's back. Yeah. Uh, Michael and Stephanie Garrior. I hope I did that right. Freddie Ace, uh, get him, Buck. <laughs> That was from the 1st of September. That was the August Patriots. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much, much, everybody. And uh, tomorrow I'll do July. Yeah. All right. Question time. Universal Jones, just want to say proud of you both, but a Patreon, patron for over two years, even if I couldn't give much. But I'm happy to see you all doing well and grow. Thank you very much, Universal Thank Jones. Thank you very much, very Universal much Jones. Uh, let me go to the Patreon. Uh, Josh Little, if you could replace each other with any member of Undisputed Era. Who would it be? Like, who would you? Who would you? you who would you have from Undisputed Era replace me and vice versa? Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, well, Adam Cole. He'd have the funnies. Um, Adam Cole would be a suitable replacement for me. Mm. We're basically interchangeable in the looks department. Message retracted. Four ninety nine. Thank you. Thank you. Message retracted. Uh, Quiet Wyatt Riker. You mean Stifler? No. I don't really. I don't know what that means. Quite well, why he, he, he thinks J Jackson Riker looks like Stifler from American Pie. Oh, I could kind of see that. Maybe a little bit. I could see that. In the eyes, sure, yeah. Uh, Horton, here's a new writer. Should WWE bring back the show? Tough enough. Even though the winners don't do anything, it gave us superstars like The Miz, John Morrison, and Velveteen Dream. Sure. Uh, yeah. You know you know, would be, you know what I'd prefer? I'd prefer them to bring back freaking... Um, What's that docu-series they did? Breaking Ground. If they did sort of a combo of Breaking Ground and Tough Enough, like make Tough Enough less cheesy, I'd be down with that. I'd yeah. be cool. Um, Italian Stallion, when will we be getting the other 2K interviews? We'll have one a day. Till Monday. Till Monday. Through Monday. Piggy Carnage, who at this point could possibly be the one to dethrone Peter Dune? I'll have to, I have to watch NXT UK. Whenever, we'll whenever air they air that, whenever they air that, I have to watch that to figure that out. I, I don't mean, know. Trent Seven, maybe? I don't know. I mean, the only guys uh, in that division that could rival the popularity of Pete Dunne or the other, other members of British Strong Style. I know. That's really it. I know. He's going to have that title a, a while longer before yeah, they really have to build somebody else up. Out. Um, DJ Chicken, hey, friendos, it's my birthday today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, friend. And can't wait until my shift is over so I can get into... Beer mode. Can't watch live today because my signal sucks, but more than happy to watch the upload later. Thank you very much, DJ. Cool. Chicken. Aaron Moreno. After last night, Drew Gulak is officially my favorito. When will they put the title on him? And do you think he'd be more successful on Raw or SmackDown or is 205 Live his best place? He would be killer on SmackDown. Yeah, All the wrestlers on that show. Mm -hmm. Hey, let me ask you this. Give me a tag team partner for Drew Gulak. That'd be killer. On SmackDown? Yeah, let's say he goes into the tag division. Imagine him and Samoa Joe as a tag team. Oh, shit, that's good. I like that. Uh, Mike uh, Serwinski, just watched the Undisputed interview. Larson, you are not undisputed. And that's, you know, that's why I couldn't sleep last night because I was kept up by that. Get out of town. You are not, you are, you do not care about any of that stuff. No, I don't. I actually edited that video. <laughs> I know, exactly. I appreciate you doing that as well. I didn't want to watch it. Um,. Uh, anti Hamalanian, uh, which one would you have liked to have seen win the champion versus champion match on NXT if you had to choose? If Regal said, and Larson, I'm tasked with booking this match. We need a clean Ricochet. finish. Let me finish, son. Ricochet. Pete Dunn's had that title long enough. Your choice is a Ricochet and Peter Dunn. I'd have Ricochet win. Boy, Pete Dunn's good, though. He's great. Yeah, he's good. Peter Dunn. And it's more just to get that belt off Pete Dunn so he can go on and do other things. Um, like challenge Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT title. Yeah, but what better? Well, that's going to be Adam Cole confirmed here on Going In Raw. Why do you roll your eyes on that? That's Who a good one. Who in NXT does not want to <clears throat> eventually be NXT champion, though? Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. No, I, I totally agree with you. But who in NXT really makes sense next in line? It's Adam Cole. 
Well, he's won. Like, of course, yeah, Conan Reeves is going to say, I want to be NXT champion. Of course you do. Everybody wants to. Yeah. That dude, Adam Cole's the only legitimate guy left. Aleister Black still needs his rematch. Um, That'll happen first. No, I know. And again, another wasted opportunity. I could have said, Adam Cole, you're talking about NXT championship. You got Aleister Black on his way back. A psychopath has the title. His former partner wants the title. He's trying to be a psychopath. How are you going to come away with that title? A great question. Didn't ask it. Didn't ask it. Because I'm an idiot. You're not an idiot. Mario Cisternus. Can I call already that Cedric versus Buddy Murphy will be match of the night at Super Showdown? That's a good question here. Silly or not, letting Drew win only because there is a risk of Cedric getting booed. They didn't listen to you, Larson. Yeah. How big is that? How big is that? Is that how silly of not letting Cedric is totally going to get booed, right? I mean, that's just that's just how it's got to be. Yeah, that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm sure he. He's fine with that. Uh, this is a great question. Uh, fat bastard champ Alex Foster. William Regal has called you two into his office. He asks, what were you two doing when Alistair Black was attacked? Let me tell you something, William. He's probably watching NXT. Here's the deal. I was sitting in the locker room with my hand on Kyle O'Reilly's shoulder. All right? I'm pretty sure... I saw Larson walk out. Hold on, the you were in that door, car. Back door. They're all in the car getting away, and you weren't in it. Oh dear! It seems we caught you in a lie, Steve. That's right, I did it. It was me, Regal. It was all me. And I get a title shot for pointing out the inconsistencies in your story. <laughs> Congratulations, you get a title shot, Larson. Awesome! Hooray for me! So you will be fighting Kyrie Sane coming up in the next takeover. <laughs> She'd destroy me. Breakingcontrollers.com, that three-hour block last night was insane. Haven't watched May Young Classic yet. But oh, the, I know. The, the matches on there. The gifts I saw are pretty good. Heck yeah, man. Pretty good. Gavin, Gavin Amabile. Amabile? Amabile. I think it's Amabile. Sorry, Gavin. If Shawn Michaels were to wrestle either Johnny Gargano or Tommaso Ciampa, which would you rather it be? Champa. Right now, it'd be Champa. I'd go with Gargano, man. Johnny Wrestling versus the best wrestler in ring performer like ever. I'd go with Gargano. You can't go. There's no wrong answer here. There's yeah. There's no wrong answer here. You're both correct. I mean, in terms in pure wrestling terms, it's down to predilections. In term in pure wrestling terms, it might it probably be Gargano in. HBK. Man, could you imagine Champa talking about story? Wanting to put down the old vet. That's what I'm talking about, man. That'd be good too. Story wise, I think Champa would be better. Uh, Quiet Wyatt, new stipulation: winner of both titles has a chance to cash in the Intercontinental title. So, say Ricochet won that match, he could go to Raw and cash in on Intercontinental Champion Seth Rollins. Mm. That'd be interesting. Mm. What's going to happen though? Uh, okay, Cameron Bordalazzo. Lots of great questions about the whole champion versus champion concept. It's a champion versus champion pay-per-view across the world. Name a men's champion versus champion, a women's champion versus champion, and a tag champion versus tag champion. Could be from any promotion. Give me Tessa Blanchard versus Becky Lynch. It's Omega versus Styles. That's the men's champion. Yeah, that's the one right there. That's Mm -hmm. good. That's Mm -hmm. really good. Tag champions. Well, you got Drew and Dolph. Okay. No, or New Day. New Day versus Young Bucks. Oh, man. Are the Young Bucks still IWG? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Those write yeah. themselves. Yeah. All great answers. Uh, Robert Laubach. Undertaker explained to Pete Dunne that he shouldn't wear the title in his mouth. Also, sorry for the hard-to-pronounce last name. Undertaker explained to Pete Dune that he shouldn't wear the title in his mouth. Peter Dune. I got a question for you, son. I know you're young, but why do you carry that title in your mouth like that? You look like an asshole. Answer me. See, Peter Dunn sounds like that if he has a title in his mouth or not. (laughs) Why are you a mumbler? Oh, God damn it. You kids are just breaking my soul. My soul in the depths of hell. I'm going to put you down, Shawn Michaels. Uh, like it. All right, good times, <laughs> I need to call it show. 
Ah, put you down. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Patrons, stick around for post show. Yeah, your name. Ragado. Gonna do your best friend. My word. Michelle, take your lady Jim out of where I am. My tools. Talk to you guys later, Ragado. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.